After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about TV commercials, talk about good ones, talk about not so good ones, and we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. Hey, Marlene, give me another beer. Get it yourself, Bob! I just want to use it at the top of every show now. My name's Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hey, Vives. Hi, Andrew. So, uh, as you know, I was pretty excited about the... Uh, the return of NFL football. There's a little nip in the air. Fall is right around the corner, and football is back on TV. Of course, I'm not I'm somewhat conflicted about it. You and every other friend I have, even those who love the football the most, even those who spend their lives watching football are all saying, I don't know how much longer I can keep on watching people give each other brain damage yes, for a living. Along with a host of other ills, uh, it is a little bit problematic, and I had all I had the best of intentions this year. I, I wasn't going to stop watching it. I wasn't going to refuse to watch games if they're on in the house or or whatever. But I thought, well, I won't do a fantasy football team this year, which I usually have done. And I won't schedule my whole Sunday around football. And I'll just kind of, you know, ease off the gas a little bit. And then in one last weekend, in one day, I watched two games with you. And I was just like right back on the train. So we'll see. I'm, I'm going to try to... I'm going to try to pace myself, but uh, I, I would say I'm a long way from not watching football. Well, whether you love football, and I also feel a little conflicted about it, too. As Like I said, everybody in my friend circle is starting to feel conflicted about it. So I do think that even though most of us are probably on the pretty far left, generally speaking, I think the tide, I think we're starting to see the tide turn a little bit. We'll see if football 10, 15 years from now is still the place where advertisers dump all of their money. But as of right now, that is where they're dumping their money. So whether you like uh, football or not, Today's show, I think you're going to love because there's tons of new commercials out there that debuted over the football weekend. Some of them are football related. We'll talk about those and we'll talk about a few that are just getting a lot of airtime now that we saw this weekend that uh, have nothing to do with football whatsoever. And I got to say, again, however you feel about football, really good ads are back on TV. So, you know. If you don't like football, maybe you like commercials. <laughs> um, and you just watch it for the commercials, like we say during football during uh, the Super Bowl season. Um, also, we'll check in with the Ad Council. We always do that. Anything good in the Ad Council? It'd be uh, fun if you just said no. <laughs> well, nah. I'm happy to say one of our listeners took us up on a challenge we issued. I have no recollection whatsoever of issuing a challenge, but that's exciting. That was a teaser for me, too. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's get into some uh, football talk here. Recognize the song? Uh, it sounds like a fight song. It's the Browns fight song. Oh. Cleveland Browns. Going all the way this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's called Hi Ohio. <laughs> do you know the words to it? I don't. Do you want to actually? I okay. Let's do this. I found a video uh, that did not have the lyrics, but it showed the lyrics on the screen. You and I can try to sing along. Right. How's that sound? Um, Cleveland Browns fight song. It's a little bit tired. I think I. Tried to say, how does that sound? And I said, how does that sign? So everybody bear with me tonight. All right, here it is. On YouTube, the Cleveland Browns fight song. Does this have a follow the bouncing balls? I don't know. I can't remember. Ooh, it's definitely got good. 
for the greatest team in the land. We raise our voices in one great chorus just to make them understand. Understand. They're proud they come from Cleveland, Cleveland where, where we play, play the best football. Hi, Ohio, for Cleveland. To, to the, the greatest, greatest pro team of all. I can't, tell, I can't tell if that song is trolling us or if we're trolling the audience. It's going to be one of those kinds of nights, guys. I'm sorry. We're getting off to a late start That tonight. was the Cleveland Browns of singing that song. <laughs> you and I did not... Believe it or not, you and I did not practice that. That was the first yeah. time we've ever even seen Amazing, those Amazing, but true. <laughs> All right. The good news is nobody's listening anymore. Do you just want to roll the credits? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get out of here. No. Okay. Um, no. Uh, first up, uh, I saw these on Thursday Night Football, and I wanted to talk to you about them immediately, especially this first one. It's for Snickers. And I purposely asked you not to watch them. This first one opens with a fella sitting on a couch. We see that he's sitting next to one friend. Um, and he just looks devastated. He's just dealing with a lot. He's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. Just start fresh someplace. Someplace else. You know, no job, no family. Just walk away. That's my number one fantasy. Then his friend looks at him on the couch. Number one fantasy pick, Don. And now we, the, the camera pans out a little bit and we see that um, there's a whole bunch of other guys in the room with them, including one standing in front of a big fantasy draft whiteboard. David Johnson. David Johnson. Good. David That's Johnson. good. Great. <laughs> So th that's pretty dark, I think. It I is mean, his, very the, the, dark. The idea and it's, he really it's wants to escape joke. his life, yeah. right? I kind of I kind of ruined the rhythm by pausing it there. But uh, when we realize that he's in a fantasy draft room in somebody's living room, they really let that pregnant pause yeah. just uh, rest there. And that really works. I know that the uh, You're Not You When You're Hungry campaign for Snickers has been a little bit of a mixed bag uh -huh. for us. But on the whole, I think it's a good joke that connects you to the product. I think, as I've said many times, uh, their blue, white, and brown logo is, I think, one of the greatest logo achievements. And you know, iconic, and it's just iconic because um, you can write anything in it, and you mm -hmm. think of Snickers. And they're doing that. Sorry to interrupt, but they're doing that again. They're uh, releasing special packaging on Snicker bars now that say things like "benched" or "blocked" or "defeated" or whatever. Um, which seems like a weird thing to put on the bars, but I think the idea is that's how you're feeling. So now you eat the bar right. and now you're yourself again. No, I, and I think that the whole, that's what I mean about the campaign being kind of a holistic, uh, thoughtful, not thoughtful sounds a little, I don't know, overblown, but like it's a clever idea that resonates on a, in a lot of media and across all these platforms. And, you know, I think it, if you're kind of like grabbing a can, the way I think most people buy a Snickers bar is you're at the airport, you're at the corner store or whatever, and you're grabbing a candy bar. Do I grab a Twix or a Snickers? And I think it's just enough to put it just a little bit over the top for an, in an actual like, oh, this will kind of perk me up way. I mean, ultimately, it's just chocolate and peanuts, which is really no different from any other candy bar, but... 
I think the branding is really successful. I think the branding is fantastic. And you and know the jokes, I, the jokes are the jokes for the most part land. Uh, you know, any given day I'll eat a Twix over a Snickers because I don't like uh, I love peanuts, but I don't like peanuts in my candy. But I don't like Twix. We've discussed that um, the left side, right side yeah. Twix campaign. That doesn't it just doesn't have a point to me at all. It doesn't sell it. I want to play one more in this uh, in this campaign. And you're right. I think this is the perfect evolution of that campaign and that's how i think the bbdo new york i think made these and that's how they described it as well that this is just like it's part of that you're it's not specifically you're not yourself when you don't have a snickers but it's clearly the next kind of step in that evolution in this one we see now you know what the joke is so you know that this is another fantasy football joke and we see a guy coming up to a house in a neighborhood and he is full on dressed like a centaur 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 Let's go with Centaur. <laughs> he is bare-chested with leather kind of, you know, like straps across his chest. And behind him, he's dragging a horse body that he made. It's like the best Halloween costume you've ever seen to be a censure. <laughs> he walks up to the front door and rings the bell. His friends are all just kind of wearing football gear and there's a TV on the background. They're clearly watching the game. Matt, I think I got my fantasy nights mixed up. Hey, Bill. Hey, Matt. Do you want to come in? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. You sure? You... Yeah. He just dejectedly, slowly turns around, walks away, dragging this horse on wheels behind him. Did you say something? They shake their heads no, and he just slowly walks away. How great is that? It's pretty good. I love it so much. It's pretty good. It's a little bit more of the joke has to be forced a little bit more than the other one, which is just a triumph of good writing. Right. Although the other one, I wasn't sure how you were going to react to it, which is why I didn't want you to watch in advance, because it's also very dark. It is, but that doesn't bother me. I don't mind darkness, but there's something about him actually just saying that he... I mean, you get the impression that he has probably a wife and a family and he just wants to flush it all down the toilet and just like go. But they're an abstraction. Yeah, we don't see them, right? Right. I think it would be rough if he had like, if his baby daughter was like in a carry, you know. Yes, and he just looks at her and wants to escape. Yeah, Yeah. that's no, that would, God, that whole commercial only he's got a baby and a Bjorn. Oh my God, God, that would be dark. That's like. More like that's like not doctor, doctor, but like mortician, mortician. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, let's stick with the football theme for now. This might be my favorite of the batch, and it's really hard to explain why. We'll post it to the Facebook page. It uh, features Josh Norman, who's a cornerback for the Washington R Words, and it's a scene you've seen in football commercials a lot. Uh, it's the player, him, uh, in front of a bunch of reporters sure. in like a you know press press conference. It's for the Samsung Galaxy Note Eight, and uh, Josh Norman got into a little scuffle with uh, Des Bryant, a Cowboys receiver, last season. So you see Josh Norman, who is just so charming. He just does a lot with his face in this, which is why I'm telling folks you should just like watch it online. Um, he's so charming, and a reporter's um, asking him you know, a bunch of questions starting with, you know, is this beef between you and Des Bryant still going on? And he's just like, nope, nope. But meanwhile, he's futzing with his Galaxy Note 8. And you see that he's like drawing and tweeting out various memes against Des Bryant, like one where uh, 
he posts a picture of Des Bryant who's got like two sticks of butter for arms. And so these reporters are saying, are you still beefing? And he's saying, nope. But he's tweeting out all of these images that are anti-Des Bryant. So take a, take a listen to this. And did you get to see this one, actually, Veeves? I saw it. I didn't get the joke because the sound wasn't When we are at the bar. Yeah, I really love this. Hey, Josh. Josh, will there be more drama between you and Des Bryant this season? No. Josh, then why did you just post this image of Des Bryant with sticks of butter for hands? You saying that Des can't catch anymore? No. Seems like you think you're better than Des Bryant. <laughs> I would never say that, sir. Oh, Josh, Josh, you literally just posted an image that says, I am better than Des Bryant. <laughs> I'm a tornado of coverage. I've out-sprinted cheetahs. Oh, Des, where are you? You're choking on my dust. You wish you were as cool, as handsome, as fat. <laughs> and he just stands up there the whole time incredulously. I just love that commercial. And I think it has a lot to do with, he, he, listen, he's not asked to do a lot, Josh Norman, in that. But what he does, I feel like he does well. I You're guess not so. into it as much, huh? Yeah, I think maybe my expectations were built up. I saw, uh, I saw the images many times during the games on yeah. Sunday before I ever heard or got fully got the joke. Um, and so... I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, maybe. I think I might just maybe have a little crush on him. Yeah, There's I something think you about just, him I think up his, there he just has like, a charisma uh, yeah. that appeals to you. Yeah. Um, I've seen ads. Like, we've, they've done ads that essentially function or hinge on the same basic joke or sort of basic rhythm of a joke sure, yeah, with Marshawn yeah. and other... Uh, football players who don't do a lot, but it's every like people reacting to them not reacting. Right. And I just feel, sort of feel like it's conceptually a little played. I think maybe also one of the things that gets me, not that I got to keep on defending it, is we see him kind of, I think this uh, note must have a stylus, if I'm recalling. I don't have the commercial in front of me anymore, but I think he's like kind of, he's taking a picture of Des Bryant and, and writing, what what is he? He's like writing something bad about him on the screen. And we kind of see him writing it while he's denying it. I don't know. There's something about the timing of it, but that, like, do they give Des Bryant an opportunity to rebut? I think they should. I think they should have another commercial with Des Bryant. It's kind of ballsy actually that it's, that it's full on about Des Bryant and he's saying, I mean, I, I assume it's all in good fun. Oh yeah, I'm sure. But like, it's sort of, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of out there, you know, pretty strong. Yeah. That, that's funny though. Cause I, I sort of think that, Oh, sorry. I think that the joke is more, I don't know. Maybe the joke isn't on Josh Norman. I thought the joke was kind of on Josh Norman because even though he's slamming Des Bryant, well, they're, he's but they're caught making, in, yeah, no, they're I guess not. The I can, I can't that he can do yeah. this, these like these sweet burns while I don't know. Like, and also it's a little bit of a confused message for me for the product now. Well, is so he's doing these things on his on his Galaxy Note eight, and what's the tagline at the end? Like, do great things even when you're not doing great things, or something like. Uh, let me see here. Did they do bigger things? But then there was like a follow up. Let's see here. Do bigger things, Samsung. But what was the what was the voiceover? Ridge, I've out sprinted cheetahs. Oh, Des, where are you? You're choking on my dust. You wish you were as cool, as handsome, as fast. I guess there's not a, it just says do bigger things, I'm a tornado but of coverage. what's, I've like, what's the bigger says, thing he's doing here? Um, yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. It makes me, I, I, I think the product is featured well in it. I, I'm maybe also a sucker for styluses. When I see this, I kind of want to play with it. Anyway, let's go back to this idea of it being a trope, the uh, football player standing in front of a podium in front of a whole room full of reporters. You see, ah, 
God, 10 of these, 10 versions of this uh, every single season. Here's one that I absolutely hate. Features Odell Beckham Jr. Now, I'm not a big fan of Odell Beckham Jr. I think he's kind of a... I'm not the first person to say that he's somewhat cocky. But, yeah, I don't hate him either. But I hate this commercial. Your team, your team Lena Dunham? Oh, nobody looks good in that story. No. Just, anyway. Just Google it. <laughs> uh, the reason I hate this one is, disappointingly, once again, because of Thomas Middleditch. An actor whom you and I both love. I mean, he's he is, in Silicon he is Valley. running out his string with me, though. Yes. Silicon Valley we like. I can't remember what else we've seen him in, but he's a good comedic actor. Um, and he's in this series of Verizon He was Verizon fine in those vodka ads. ads. What's that? He was fine in those vodka ads with T.J. Miller. Oh, right. Those were kind of funny. Yeah. Now he's in these Verizon ads, and he plays the spokesperson for Verizon. I know we've talked about these before on the show. Um, but he's a bumbling, intrusive Oof! Yes. in all of them. That is the that is exactly how his character was described. Yes. in the in the like in the script. And so I don't understand why that is an appealing personality to put on. He could you could have used him in a different role. That's not his or like, have, stereotypical role. Or have him role. play against type, which his his. It's definitely like that character he plays is a variation on the character from Silicon Valley. You think so? Oh, he totally. doesn't seem that. Is he that incompetent? In Sil- yes, I guess there. Uh, yeah, I of guess course he's a pretty- he's a tech genius, but he's right. incompetent at everything else in the show. He can you know he can barely string two sentences together, and it, there's. But this is an amped up version of all of his right. worst stuff and none of his good stuff. Yeah, or have him be, or have this guy who's known as a sort of, you know, mumble mouth. Uh, insecure guy have him be james bond i don't right. know do something interesting with this guy yeah or have him or do a different campaign around him have him and be, the, what, be the bad guy was maybe? it clooney who was in all those other uh ads Did it, is it clooney who has a whole series of ads that we kind of found the nespresso ads um no what are the ones it was it wasn't baldwin who are other tuxedo wearing celebrities these days <laughs> The guy who we saw on all the different um, movie sets. Oh, no, no. The other tuxedo-wearing celebrity, John Hamm. John Hamm. So you it's could- true. Clooney, Hamm, and Baldwin are the tuxedo-wearing celebrities. <laughs> yes. Why is Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live? Okay. I'll write you that skit. All you have to do is get the talent. Wouldn't it be fun to have like John Hamm Please, play Please, those guys like a- live at 30 Rock. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun to have John Hamm, like the bumbling, like- foil in this and middle ditch could be like super smooth i mean that totally changes the narrative of this but and also doubles the budget yeah maybe more than doubles i think john ham might go for more of the middle ditch these days yeah yeah anyway there's a whole series of these ads maybe you guys have seen them this new one takes place once again in a a press conference room odell beckham is at the uh, is at the podium a reporter starts by asking him to repeat his last answer because he has bad cell phone coverage, which is the theme in all of these things. So that's when Middle Ditch comes bumbling in to save the day. We just got to take it one game at a time. Next question. Odell, Odell, Odell. 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 Can you repeat everything you just said? My live stream won't load. Technical foul. Red card. You're out. Wrong sport. Wrong network. You see, you need Unlimited on Verizon. It's America's largest, most reliable 4G LTE network. They won't let you down in places like this. Even in the strike zone. It's the red zone. Is it? Pretty sure it's the strike zone. Here, use mine. It's the red zone. 100% red zone. What's red zone? That doesn't even make any sense. What's red about it? Odell, coming at you. 
He kicks the football to Odell, who catches it with one hand, which is odd. The version I saw on TV this weekend, he kicks the ball kind of into the wall and it bounces back at him and he fumbles it. I couldn't find that version. Apparently, there's a couple of there these must have running. been a million hilarious takes. Yeah, I'll bet you. Oh Honestly, my god, that the, what you just said just exhausted me. The, just thinking about yes. that. Yes, and it makes me sad too because the reporter's voice that you heard, who is correcting, uh, who asks the question and then uh, confirms that it's called the red zone is an actor that I really like. He I shows up. I him. Yeah, he shows up. He's a total, hey, it's that guy. And I was just trying to Google quickly on the fly here who that is. Um, he's been in a million things. He's been in like, I've seen him in um, uh, Broad City. I think he may be, I think he might have been the lawyer who goes after the gang in um, It's Always Sunny. Hmm. He's like an older white guy. He's like in his 50s. With a sort of like very sort of uh, buttoned up look and slick hair. Well, he's fine in this, but it just bums you out that he's associated with it. Yeah. And I just think also I know that he's a talented comedic actor and he's not given very much to do here. Hmm. He's given the least. He's clearly the best comedic actor in the room and he's doing the least right all right well um i have another one i want to talk about that i really don't like but before we give two put downs let's give a put up you like this destiny 2 commercial well it's funny like is a strong word i it they showed it relentlessly during football sunday and it was it's visually very um gripping and the narrative of it is there's clearly some kind of like elaborate narrative happening um, with all of the imagery, but because the sound was down, I had no idea mm. what it was. I just knew that it was uh, for this video game called Destiny 2, which I think is a first-person shooter game. Um, but what's... So the the images that kept catching my attention were it starts with a bunch of things blowing up, like r- it seemingly random things. It's actually kind of funny this to think about this commercial just from having seen it. Right. And then I went back and listened to it. And You now, like it less? Well... I, I think at least it makes sense. It's it's a fairly good commercial. It's very high high production. Anyway, what you what you're hearing the the narrative will really tell you what's going on. But you see a lot of random things bl- seem to blow up, and then things that we love uh, like tacos and puppies, the Grand Canyon. Right. And there's an over the, there's a voiceover the whole time. You don't know who's talking, but it's clearly like a coach or a military commander. No, I I guess it's pretty obvious it's a military commander because he's saying these things that we love, they're going away. They're going to be destroyed, right? Uh, They are destroyed, he's saying. So so the the person you're hearing speak is actually this like strange, I'm sure if you watch, you play the video game, it's a a character that makes sense to you. It's like this weird metal face demon looking thing in a hood. And he's talking to a bunch of, proxies for the viewer which are humans in like full battle gear uh and he's explaining to them uh what their mission is basically everything you love about earth is gone your skinny vanilla latte gone binge watching gone the grand canyon ruined okay that didn't change much late night texts taco tuesdays and if that wasn't enough puppies are not the puppies i know right who does that where was that? Everything is gone. And now we have to fight for what's left. And by we, I mean you. So it's time to bring out the big guns. It's not a metaphor, guys. Go grab some big guns. Do it for the tower and the ramen shops. Do it for the loot they've taken from us. But most importantly, do it for the puppies! Uh, follow that guy. And then it goes into the usual uh, kind of video game 
plus, I guess, live action montage of people jumping through the air and fighting each other. Yes. And shooting at each other. That doesn't do a lot for me. I yeah. Say. I want to like it more. I The images were stark, striking enough that I wanted to know what the story was. But once I knew what the story was, it was just OK. I got to say. The Beastie Boys must be able to retire on the licensing fees of Sabotage alone. Yeah. yeah. That thing gets used everywhere. Oh, and every time it's a little bit more corny. I mean, first of all, it's a little bit more obvious. Like, people need to find... I, I understand why it's so appealing, but you got to do better than that, especially Star Trek. What was the last Star Trek movie we saw where oh, they, they used well, it during some... I was laughing out loud when that came in. It was just like, you can... Again, I love that song, but it's 2017. Yeah. It's, it's not like it's underused. You're not being Wes Anderson where you're finding some song from 30 years ago right. that's underused and kind of reintroducing it. It's used for every kind of like action uh, scene where people don't want to think too much about what their options are. Yeah, it'd be Again, great. I like that song. Yeah, it's a great song, but it's it definitely overused. All right. Um, be, oh, I got a commercial that I'm dying for you to see. Hey, did you see this General Electric commercial um, with the, the little girl inventor? I don't think so. Okay, great. I'm going to play that for you in a second. First, though, we have to get a new Chevy commercial off our chest. Well, Why do I do this? Why do I even need to bring it up? Well, if they if you're going to keep if they're going to keep making them, we're going to keep trashing them. We talk about these Chevy quote unquote focus group ads where the world's most annoying bearded man, or is it the world's most bearded annoying man, uh, always puts people on the spot saying stuff like, what do you want out of a car? Or what kind of car do you think this is? And they're like, I think it's a Lamborghini. And he's like, no, it's a shitty Chevy. And then people are like, I can't believe it's a shitty Chevy. I want one now. I think that's how the commercials basically go, right? Yeah. That is basically how they go. Well, the latest uh, incarnation is called called uh who's the most dependable and we see a bunch these are intercut so it's not the same i almost said actors sorry it's not the same real people not actors throughout uh but it's always a group of three men or three women okay and uh i I don't even i can't remember the name of the guy who's the focus group leader but he's uh he starts his name is jd power (laughs) <laughs> junior um so he starts uh well i think i think knowing that he's just talking to these folks maybe is enough setup. welcome how's it going hi hi okay so you've got two friends here yes this is the jd power award for dependability now i want you to give it to the friend that you think is most dependable oh <gasps> wow it's just not fair does she have to she doesn't have to oh my God. no but it's a tough choice isn't it yes yeah. well luckily chevy makes it a little easier because it's the only brand to earn jd power dependability awards for cars trucks and suvs two years in a row so that's the payoff there it's like i guess one of your friend is a truck and one of your friends is an suv but you don't have to choose which jd power award to i don't get it I really don't get it. And it makes me mad. Yeah, because they're dumb as hell. It really makes me mad. And what and makes also, me mad is that there must be working, as you've pointed out on the show before. I mean, they're really doubling, tripling, and quadrupling I, down on and this they're, And they are, and they're driving a trend of this in other car commercials. That's like, right. We're seeing were they Mazdas that you were talking about? I think it was Mazda, yeah. uh, which is really a shame because Mazda's done some good ad work in the past. Yeah, no, I think this is just, these ads are terrible. I don't know anyone who likes them, so I assume there's like a whole swath of people that I just never meet who love these ads or who I think they're the people who like never think about whether they love the ad. It just somehow works on them. Yeah. All right. Well, they just can't get enough of those like J.D. Power statuettes. How about a how about a palate cleanser? At least I think this is a palate cleanser. You didn't like my Josh Norman commercial very much. So and I'll (laughs) never, 
never forget that you leaving me out to dry on that now i really like this one um it's for general electric which always makes me wonder what are you selling general electric you know they have these ads and um it's kind of unclear why i guess it's just like brand reinforcement yeah uh it's got a young girl in the ad she starts off i'm gonna say she's um you see a still of her there like uh, 10 or 11 years old or something like that and she's sitting at the kitchen table and she's doing her uh her homework and her dad tells her to take the garbage out and the rest of this is very visual so i'll just describe it in advance she takes the garbage out it's raining she's kind of miserable doing it so then we see her get to work uh she takes apart a bike she notices that her family has these clothes lines that are kind of on pulleys and so what we realize she's doing is she's making an invention so that the next time her dad tells her to take the garbage out she can just sit in her bedroom crank one of the pedals on the bicycle the garbage somehow downstairs gets picked up on this pulley system and then it dumps it off and then as the commercial goes on we see her making more and more of these types of inventions as she's getting older and older uh it call me i'll try to narrate some of them as we watch it here and then i think it culminates with a really cool one where she's sitting in class at this point maybe she's 14 years old she's sitting in class she's uh the teacher's lecturing she's messing around on her graphing calculator and as the teacher is telling the class to turn the page she's just got this foot pedal that uh activates like uh uh a mannequin hand that is like turning the pages of her <laughs> book for her she's got this whole contraption on her desk a real rube goldberg yes so she's starting to notice this, these pulleys she starts drawing the plans the plans for her first device Oh, there she's feeding the fish with another invention. She's making her bed by some sort of robot that pulls the sheets up for her. This is my absolute favorite one because they give you a glimpse of the science that she's working on. For mowing the lawn, she has a, a push lawnmower tied to a pole in the middle of the yard and as the lawnmower makes a circle it keeps on winding itself up and getting you know that much closer to the pole and that's how she's uh mowing the lawn and you see her while the <laughs> while the lawn is basically being self-mowed she's up working on designs and you can kind of see the schematic for this Turning pages because she's too busy. She wants the page to look like it's turning because she's not really paying attention to the lesson. She's doing more inventing behind her book. She's already, you can tell, well beyond everybody else in this science class. I used to get in trouble all the time in class because I would read novels (laughs) while I would like I would do the same thing. I would prop up my social studies book or whatever and read like like the Shaggy Dog. I remember that's like the classic (laughs) kid thing to do, right? Wasn't there a thing in the in the movie The Shaggy Dog from the the sixties? The comic book is tucked behind. Right. Yeah. Um, And I'll tell you what the payoff is here because we're um, 10 seconds away from the end of this commercial. We suddenly see her. She's a young woman, probably in her 20s. She's clearly in the workforce now. She's working for General Electric and she's standing next to her supervisor. And there's these big robot arms and they're doing some sort of inspecting on some sort of giant blower fan thing. Again, I don't know what General Electric does. Um, And uh, she she explains to her boss what she did with this robot. 
I reprogrammed the robots to do the inspection. It's running much faster now. See? It's amazing, Molly. Thank you. He's just super impressed with her. And then at the end, you see General Electric. Now, is General Electric the same company that did those ads um, that we hated with the the, yes. the young man and his dad was like, I don't understand what you do here. Yes. Use this hammer. It, they did two. They did a couple in that series. And the series was about um, the there was one with a male protagonist who is a programmer who has to explain to everybody that GE is an industrial company, but also does computer science and then there's the woman whose husband is embarrassed that one was almost offensive yeah. uh whose husband is embarrassed that she works for um that she's a an, an industrial engineer when all their friends are computer programmers yeah. but she works for ge because it's like that we're an industrial company but we're also a technology company and that's the brand clearly that's their whole thing with their brand i gotta say i like molly i like her inventions hmm. Um, I, obviously the through line is that she's always inventing an easier way to get her work done by having, going to automation. First of all, it's costing American workers jobs, Molly. <laughs> Secondly, I think there were some regulatory agencies are going to be need to be notified if we're switching away from human inspectors to machine inspectors. Wow. Okay. Um, I guess we're, you're I guess really we're going gonna, after Molly but here. We're going to live in a regulatory free environment soon, so I wouldn't sweat it. <laughs> Maybe we'll see a follow up where we get to see Des Bryant's side of the Samsung press conference, and maybe we get to see the same commercial through the eyes of some anonymous federal inspector. I like it. Um, it's called Meet Molly, the Kid Who Never Stops Inventing. And I, I do think that obviously it's not an accident that they made it a young woman instead of another young man, but mm-hmm. we're trying to see more and more women in science, or at least we're trying to put things in the media that don't exclude girls from the sciences. Yeah, no, I, so I, this plays to I, that. And it just seems well done. Those other ads were so negative. They were showing the stupid app makers making their, look, I turned your face into a pizza, but then they're like really snobby towards the GE kid. And you don't no, really like the GE kid. They had to kid. create these fake straw man villains, which I really always hate. I, this, my, my play, my pretend beefs aside, uh, I thought that was a good idea. Yeah, I'm pretty into for it. For whatever it's for. <laughs> um, all right. So that's all I got for uh, football ads, unless you wanted to add another one. I think we can just uh, check in with the ad council. How do you, what do you, how do you, how do you say about that? I think you already said it. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. All right, what do we got? Well, let's start with listener Carolyn, who sends, who writes in, "Holy Jeebus! <laughs> Have you seen the Gogurt commercial with the children made up like old men? It's amazing. Oh, Great yeah. makeup." The actors are really good considering their age, but I'm so conflicted. Gogurt should probably be illegal because it's all sugar and thickening agents, which I didn't know. Um, help. I hate the product, but damn, that is good advertising. Listener Carolyn, we have talked about it. Go back and listen to episode uh, 90, <laughs> 91. It's oh, uh, the episode uh, Youngsters Yoga and Yogurt. Oh, yeah. Um, and I hope the fact that you don't know that means that you're a new listener. Oh, yeah. Or maybe you're just behind. Or you're... or Well... Yes, or you're behind. So anyway, either catch up or go back. Just Caroline, catch up or go back. <laughs> Come on, Caroline. No. No, thank you for writing yeah, it. Yeah, thanks I, for sending it in. We agree. Um, our job on this show, although I sometimes uh, disregard this uh, ma- this rule, is 
we are not here to review the products. We are here to review the commercials. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a good point. So yes, I'm sure Gogurt is garbage uh, and you probably should not feed it to your kids, but those ads are absolutely fantastic. And if they're, and they're predicated on the idea that they had a problem with their old product. They were too hard to open and they're addressing that problem. So from a marketing standpoint, bravo. I, I know we've already talked about this. I don't know why I have to bring it up again, but her email also reminds me of those YoPlay commercials that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Now, YoPlay, I'm hoping, is not quite as bad as Gogurt, but it's this whole montage of people telling, or I guess women responding to other people telling them how to be a good mother. And then right. at the end, one of the moms is just like, yeah. I feed my kids yo play. You got a problem with that? Right. I mean, that's not a direct quote, but that's essentially it. It's kind of like, don't judge me. I feed my kids yo play, which yeah. is such a strange kind it's, of approach. It's probably a sugary, more sugary yogurt than like some of the like more Greek style sure, yogurts. Sure, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, if you want to feed your kids gogurt, God, God bless you. I'm not in any place to tell people what to feed their kids. Yeah. Um, this is next one is from listener Patrick. Uh, we several weeks ago, probably more than a few now, talked with Rosen and Nick about the uh, Good Choice Kid campaign for Halos, the little oranges. Oh yeah, that's close to a year ago because that was Super Bowl time. Well, I thought I think we had them on as guests more recently than that, but that was for that was we, a year were, ago? we were showing them how to use our system so they could take over in a couple of ah, weeks. Ah, wow, it has been a while. So anyway, um, we talked about those ads, and generally we like them, but we had we I think we do, we tried to add doctor a few of them. Yeah, some of them really worked, and some of them really didn't. The construction yes. uh, site one did not work. The little girl who was visiting two other little twin girls that were creepy that one worked a lot. Yes, well, that's the one that Patrick's reacting to, and and it was a very creepy commercial. It had the little twin girls in that Halo ad were very much kind of modeled on the creepy twins from The Shining. Mm-hmm. So this sent Patrick down a rabbit hole. He went and looked at the Halo ads, and then I guess whatever search terms he put in, like creepy doll Halo ad, also sent him to this new <laughs> 1960s cereal ad for a product from Post called Sugar Rice Crinkles. I, let me set this up for you. Because it is very upsetting. And I don't have what... I, I am not... a Cholrophobia, the uh, alleged fear of clowns, uh-huh. phobia of clowns. Like, I think that's mostly what people have instead of a personality. Like, I think... <laughs> like, I, like, I don't really believe that anyone's... That there's a significant portion of the population that's you and Luke genuinely should write a book together. afraid of clowns. But if ever you wanted to be convinced that that is true... Um, especially since we just watched it this weekend and Pennywise is sort of like top of mind. This is so horrifying. It's a black and white commercial. It's from the sixties. Obviously it's, it's old. Um, it opens with like a little sort of like a little doghouse sized barn with a, with a rooster sitting on top of it. And for those who, who don't realize it, the rooster is the symbol of Kellogg's, which is a ah, competitor. Okay. Post. Yep. Okay. A clown head comes through the doghouse door and kind of destroys the little little farmhouse with the chicken on it, with the rooster on it. And then this clown, which is like a full clown suit, full white head of makeup with, you know, clown markings on it. It's like kind of to, a Howdy Doody set, sort right? Sort of, yeah. It's like a, fa- it's like a farm. Yeah, Clarabelle. Like, yeah. It's like a farm sort of setting, but like an old-timey sitcom or an old-timey kids show. So the voice that you're going to hear is just this one clown talking about this cereal. <laughs> Breakfast! I'm hungry!
take it from Carinkles, that's me. The best breakfast under the big top is post-sugar rice Carinkles. So crinkly, so delicious, so different. Each grain of rice in sugar rice Carinkles is carinkled with honey and sugar. It's so good, I crinkle every time I eat it. Yet, no matter what other rice cereal you've ever tried, you'll love post-sugar rice crinkles best of all. Honey and sugar make it different and wonderful. <laughs> A circus of fun to eat. So you crinkle on down to the store for post-sugar rice crinkles. Crinkle on down, down to the store. At the end, he's sort of hiding behind the box. It's really upsetting. I gotta say, I, I was ex- maybe it's just because we saw it. I was expecting something a lot more blatant. I just think that society's relationship to clowns were much, were much different back then. Yeah. Um, I think it's brilliant that you realize that that was a shot at uh, Kellogg's. Um, all credit to Patrick. Oh, did Patrick yes, mention that? Thank you. Um, I condensed his email a little bit. But, oh, okay. Um, yes, Patrick was uh, was the the sleuth on that one. Thank you, Patrick. That was I I found that very upsetting. Yep. And uh, good to know about. It will haunt my dreams. Veeves, do we have a voicemail? Yes, I mentioned at the top of the show that a listener responded to a challenge, and we said during our show with Phyllis that if you send us a song, if you sing a commercial, we will play it. Just like us singing the fight song at the beginning of this. Yeah, so this is from listener Chris, and I I really appreciated this, and so I want you to hear Chris's version of this song, and then we'll play the original and see how close he got. Hey guys, on your last show, while you were singing commercials with Phyllis, I had to call in and tell you that there's an old McDonald's commercial that always gets stuck in my head. And now in these summer months when it's so hot and everything is so hot, my wife and I can't stop saying, hot, so hot, McDonald's hot fries, does it up, does it down, moving your feet, finding new ways to bump a right, hot, on the floor, feeling the beat, gonna get a taste of the time, so hot. Out on the fly, oh my God. so high, gonna chill out with some hot, hot fries. <laughs> so hot for the great taste, so hot, a McDonald's hot fries. <laughs> now, oh my God, that you was are fantastic. You win the and show. And you have no idea how close, like, the sound effects and all of the, like, little musical things in there. Like, now play the real one, okay. the original one. Okay, let's hear this. I love that he was doing... Um, oh, this is going to open with a little back to these messages or after these messages. Ooh, I want to hear that. Like yeah. the kind of like the ones we open our show with. A little different. Oh. Um, he was doing so many different parts. Yes. Nice. Chris. Can we give Chris a title? I guess uh, Maestro. Maestro. Maestro in Chief. We will return after these messages. Can I just say, I'm going to stop for one second. I looked for so many versions of people saying we'll return after these messages for the montage at the beginning of the show a couple of years ago when we started this. And it's really hard to find them isolated. I realized I should have just been watching random commercials from the 70s and 80s yeah. and just hope that somebody hit record two seconds before the commercial started. Hot, so hot. McDonald's hot fries. Dressing up, dressing down. Moving your feet. Finding new ways to unwind. Hot. Rubbing your soul. <laughs> You're feeling the beat. Tap into the taste of the time. So hot. Feet on the fly. Kicking so high. Gonna chill out with those hot, hot fries. <laughs> so down. 90s. Hot. Well, so 80s. Yes, I guess it's late 80s, so huh? Hot. A McDonald's hot fries. Oh, yeah, 1985. Yeah. Oh, did you already say that? Sorry, I, uh... 
God, for some, I get, yeah, I would have guessed that that was, because I always think of 1990 as basically being the late 80s. You know how those looks like those girls were all dressed like Molly Ringwald. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Um, Okay, so it's actually the the visuals are worth seeing just on their own. It's all of these um, people doing things like having fun at a rock concert and doing ballet and seeing all the, the kids eat, people who when they said having a cool McDonald's. time with hot fries and they were all standing outside behind the school or something that's what i thought it was the 90s all right i don't mean to belabor this but now i just want need to hear chris one more time hot so hot mcdonald's hot fries dress it up dress it down moving your feet finding new ways to bump a right hot, out on the floor feeling the beat gonna get a taste of the time so hot out on the fly kick it so high Gonna chill out with some hot, hot fries. It's a good time. Hot, so hot for the day. I'll make some hot fries. Oh, Chris, you are just the best. You're just the best. As a matter of fact, if you just want to take my place on the show and you can, I'm, I'm, I would love to hear Chris's version of the Ohio fight song. Yeah. I feel like the show would have started so much smoother if he had been here. <laughs> you can sell anything. Please, please, please call and sing on our voicemail. Did you see how happy we were for a moment? Call us at 607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. And that spells 5597. (laughs) Uh, Also, the Facebook group, Veeves. After these messages, uh, show on Facebook is the group. Um, we've got a Gmail address after these messages show at Gmail and uh, we love hearing from you there. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot. Whether you're watching football or not, I hope you're enjoying a lot of good commercials. All right. We'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. Yeah. Pooping on the track. Call me doodle Vic. Cool, cool, cool lady. Nothing.